Back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. On the block, 93.7 The Ticket. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Huskarl of Famer nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland. Got some Krispy Kreme with him, too, right now. Uh, we're uh, doing some grubbing here in the studio. 402-464-5685. Honda Bling and Outline starter aim and text line. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also see what's going on here in studio by checking out the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Give us a like, share, subscribe, follow on all of those platforms. We greatly appreciate it, as always. And we're going to head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline, where we've got our very own Steve Sipple. Sip, what's going on? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. What's up? Oh, <laughs> well, you called me, Nate. Yeah, well, well <laughs> Sip, there's a reason for that. Steve Sipple, Husker yeah. Online, also joins us early break every single day. Well, Sip, uh, the transfer portal is heating up. So uh, if you could just give us a rundown of, of what it looks like for Nebraska and maybe if there's a few guys that you've had your eye on that possibly could be coming to Nebraska. Well, I mean, I think there's the, the total now of Nebraska guys that have gone into portal – is nine. Okay. And I'd say two of those are ones that, I mean, you really paid. I mean, that hurt. One obvious one, Ernest Hausman. Yeah. Um, you've covered that. I'd say Jaden Gold is, I think, within the program, you would find, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard to find coaches who thought he was a, uh, definitely a future starter and maybe. <clears throat> someone who could be accomplished. Um, those are the two. I'd say those are the two big losses. Newsom today, Mosiah Newsom, the defensive lineman from Waverly Shell Rock, Iowa, he kind of started to come on. He played some meaningful snaps this year, albeit in a backup role. Um, so this is all very expected. I mean, Alabama, right, right. Alabama's had, had seven jump in yesterday. This is happening all across the country. I hope Nebraska fans aren't being myopic and thinking this is some sort of epidemic uh, that's that's <clears throat> exclusive to Nebraska. It's happening all over, all over the place. Uh, Sip, I want to ask you, uh, we saw Malachi Coleman decommit, now Ernest Hausman enter the transfer portal. Uh, do you think there's any chance of getting these guys back, or do, or do you think it's kind of they've decided they want to go elsewhere? I don't know on Malachi. I don't have a good read on that. I'm, okay. Hausman, everything I've heard suggests he's just going. Okay, um, okay. I, I initially thought it might be a leverage play, an NIL, le- you know, name, image, likeness, leverage play. Um, but, no, I don't think it's that. I mean, I think that um, he's decided to continue his career elsewhere. He was very close. I mean, I, I, I know he was close with Scott Frost and Barrett. right. right. Um, so there you go. It, it happens. And I, and I think so far there's probably, a, I've noticed 30 power five teams have followed him on Twitter since his, since he jumped in the portal. Oh, so he'll have no shortage of possibilities. Hey, uh, Sip, what, what, what's one of the things that I've, um, been thinking about, man, and we, we kind of talked about it and touched on it earlier today is you have JT Daniels now going on his fourth <clears throat> His fourth t- 
team, basically, and uh, making these shifts as he's leaving West Virginia as well. How do you view any changes that need to be made in, in the transfer portal? Because what is too much? Like every year a kid leaving or going to another school, what, what is too much when we're talking about this transfer portal? Since now it's like gangbusters. People are jumping in there so quick and so fast. Three Kansas State players right after they freaking win the big uh, – the Big 12 championship, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me, but what is the end goal for this? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think the end goal is player empowerment. Um, you know, I would caution you, Eric. How old are you, Eric? <laughs> 29, are you? 29, 29. <laughs> 29, 29. 29 times two is what you're telling me, okay? Um, you're, you're starting to sound old. Um yeah, I'll tell you what, when you ask me a question like that, I, I, I have to catch myself to not just sound like an old man. Um, I've just, you know, I, I don't, do I like it? No, but what's it matter? I mean, what's it matter what we think? It's happening. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I do. I don't understand it, but that's the way it is. I mean, some kids, with some kids now, they just, Eric, it's not as, it's as simple with some kids as they just want to play to play. They want to play at different places. I mean, I, I've talked to kids like that. They just go in thinking, okay, I'll start here, but I want to go somewhere else and play too. So it's just kind of a fun thing, you know. It doesn't have to be, I know, commitment. And, and this is where I'll just stop. It is what it is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to make any value judgments. This is it kind of fits with the world that we're in and that's a good way to put it i mean it's it i think it largely fits with the kind of world that's you know what's happened in our country well going off of that then do you think because of the jt daniels situation and what the transfer portals become what nil has become do you think that now we're going to have to switch to a world where it's going to have to be more contracts or incentive base because right now there there's nothing locking these kids into these schools and there's nothing that's protecting these these collectives from getting any type of return on investment oh i suppose i mean yeah i mean i guess you could that would be a yeah i mean that would be a potential fix but it seems like that's fraught with complication mm. I mean, I don't know if you can lock kids into a contract or not, lock these players into contracts or not. I don't know what the what the legalities would be there. Um, I mean, we opened the door, and a lot of people that are now sort of questioning it were leading the charge for it. So it's it is. I mean, this is all very. I, I anticipated this. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Once the season begins, the discussion dies down. But the challenge, I think, for leaders is, <laughs> in football, it's a really long off season to ponder this sort of thing. And now you are, and we're still learning about it. And a lot of what we're learning we don't like. Players that, you know, transfer three and four times. Now, I would ask you the question, why don't you like it? What's the problem with it? Um, I, everybody's going to have a little different answer to that. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, I don't know. 
I'd just like to see more commitment to an institution, to teammates, to coaches, to the cities, just a commitment. But I don't know. That's easy for me to say, I guess. So, Sip, big game over the weekend. The Huskers uh, did something they haven't done in years, uh, even since going back to when they won the NIT and even back to when I played back in 95, uh, was yeah. beat a Creighton team and uh, did it on the road in, against the number seven team in the country at the time. So mm-hmm. this is a tough gauntlet that they're about to run through what do you think a win like that this early in the season does for a team like this 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 uh, this Husker team that is really gelling just out of people from the, the, the core of their units right now is a mainstay in Walker and then a core of guys that came out of the transfer portal with from solid programs and have now brought it all together right here in Lincoln. Yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, there's obviously that win is helpful because a lot of it's about confidence. This is a program that hasn't had a lot of success. Now, now, I, now you're right, though. Guys like Bandamel, Gary, they do come from success. Sam comes from su- some success, so that's that's good. But it, but oh, it's I think it's about confidence and buying into a system that's new. I mean, and Fred's. Fred's kind of going about things in a well, not kind of. He's going about things in a whole new way, and it really worked on Sunday. They 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 were really flying around on defense. The rotations were good. They're scrambling well. I know you know my co-host Jake says, well, Creighton was ten for forty shooting threes. They were, and they yeah they did miss some open shots. But I I have. What I keep saying, and I'll keep saying it, yeah, they missed some open shots, but they were sped up a little bit. Even with those quote-unquote open shots, windows were closing pretty fast on them. I thought, for instance, Nemhard, who shot poorly three for 13, I thought he was sped up. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Nebraska's defense did that. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit sped up can do it. If you're, if you're rushing your shot just a little bit, and that's what it looked like to me. So they, I, I just give a lot of credit. Well, here's the thing. Here's the bottom line, and this is this is <clears throat> this is what sports is all about. Team sports, to a large degree, Nebraska dictated terms of that game. They dictated pace. They 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 played the style that they needed to win. And Creighton, that's not what Creighton wanted to do. So Nebraska dictated and did it really well. And they did it on the defensive end. They also did it on the offensive end. So, yeah, I mean, just listen, there's, there, there, you will not catch me diminishing that win. It was a huge win for the program. Steve Simple, Husker Online, joining us right now. Uh, Sib, one of the last questions I got for you. We talk about uh, brand or identity of a team. We talk about it a lot in football, and, and now we've started to have that discussion about basketball, too. From the brand or the identity, however you want to interpret it, so far what you've seen from Nebraska basketball uh, early in the season, do you think that can be kind of – do you think that can still happen throughout the rest of the season as they get further and further into Big Ten play? Absolutely. You know, now, they're not – they're interesting. They're not particularly deep. 
I mean, they it'd be really hard if they lost Walker again. Right. Um, it'd be really hard if they lost Sam. I think it'd be really hard if they lost either Bandamel or Gary. Um, now, what's interesting about that game the other day, and this is not exactly what your question, doesn't exactly have to do with your question, but what I found most interesting about that game from Nebraska standpoint is I kind of was under the impression, or, or I kind of convinced myself, I guess, that if Nebraska is going to win a game like that, it'll be because both Wiltshire and Tominaga shoot well. And neither of them did, and they still won. And that's a great sign. They don't have a lot of you know great perimeter shooters on that team. And they were really strong in the paint in that game. I think they scored 46 in the paint. Yeah, like, exactly yeah. like 40 said they won, but, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's where they won the game. Now, now the why is that a good sign? And because run the rebound, Wilson, won the rebounding too. They've won four straight seven, rebounding matches. That's tremendous. Seven straight games, yeah, seven straight games. Now, if Wiltshire and Tominaga shoot the ball well, they're really going to be tough to deal with for just about anybody. I mean, not the top five in the country probably, but right. they'll make things tough for a lot of teams if, if those two guys are, you know, scoring in the 10 to 15 range apiece. So – and they didn't, and Nebraska won. So that's, I don't know, there's, there's just not much about that win that didn't look really good to me. Last thing, there, this, this, what do you think it does for the <laughs> recruitment now for the Huskers being that they've finally done something that they have not done, and that is won the state? Between uh-huh. the between Omaha and Creighton, what do you think it does for the for their recruiting opportunities uh, in the near future if they can well, maintain this help. level? It's hard to say for sure. It's got it can't hurt though, and you have that now. You have that it doesn't go away. You can say, look, we went to the number seven team in the country and we won on its home court, and we did it convincingly. We like I said, we they dictated terms. How it will manifest itself in that realm, I don't know, but it, it it'll help. It'll help. I mean, and I, you know, but I, Eric, that discussion's been complicated by the portal. I mean, Fred's obviously leaned hard on it. And I would say this about it, okay? He went out and got guys that fit what he's doing. I mean, and I'm talking about Sam and Bandamel and Gary mainly. Um, and and Blaze and Blaze to a slightly lesser extent, but those guys are are hard nosed players. G- Gary and Benham are hard nosed defensive players, and that's what Fred's doing now. He's shifted he shifted his modus operandi. There, now it's the focus is defense, pounding the boards, and it's and, and and chemistry, and it's a good chemistry team. They they play well together. It's I'll tell you what I'm, they got my attention. I'm not saying they're going to go beat Indiana or anything like that, but I now I look at them as a team that can get to. Oh, I I think they get to seven to nine wins in the Big Ten is what I think. Yeah, definitely not going to get pushed around anymore, Sip. That's for sure. Uh, Sip, if people want to get more great content from you and your team, how can they do so? HuskerOnline.com. Rob and Washick covers basketball. I think. I mean, I think he's the best around here. Um, Sean Callahan covering recruiting with Brian Munson. Abby Barmore is going to to Louisville. 
to cover volleyball. I chip in where I can. And you can find it all at HuskerOnline.com. Sip, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. God bless you. All right, you too, Sip. There he goes. Steve Sipple, Husker Online, also joins us every single Monday through Friday for early break with Jake Sorensen, who is probably sulking and upset that the Dolphins lost and Tua might be hurt again. But that's not here nor there. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, Jay Foreman. Derek Pearson, DP, in the house. They're going to join us next for a little crossover action. Stay with us on the block, 93.7 The Ticket. Don't even think-